Meet the new Mitch Robbins. I'm Antonio. Dance with me. Oh, baby. Yes, this is one happy city slicker. But there's more to life than happiness. Your brother's here. There's family. There is something wrong with your cow. I reach under there, I'm pulling and tugging, I'm tugging, I'm pulling. Nothing, not a drop. The cow's name is Norman. I'm gonna go wash up. Of course, things could be worse. I know that this is gonna sound crazy. I saw him again. Who? Curly. Ah! I'm telling you, we buried him alive. And he is really miffed, and he wants his hat back. Nobody returns from the dead for their hat. Oh, yeah? If this was in it... Well, what is this? I think it's a treasure map. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel and Remix. This is episode 316. I'm Mark. He's Mike. The uh, dog days of April are here, Mark. That's right. I hear it's... Uh... It's in the 70s. It's really nice. I'm staying indoors in my basement, but I, I've heard the sun is shining. Yeah, I, I was in my basement all day. And then uh, right before we started, I took the trash out and I I had a sweatshirt on and I thought, wow, I'm overdressed for this deal. Yeah. Oh, just in time. People in Georgia just are loving this. Oh, shoot. That's my... Karma stuff's falling off my desk. We're making fun, of, uh, <laughs> making fun of those states. There we go. Pick that up. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, what? So this is our fourth episode in uh, physical distancing? Um, is it four? Yeah. This is our fourth. You're right. Yep. Oh, man. It's... Yeah. You know, I've just accepted this the new way we do it. It is. It's kind of weird. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to getting back... Uh, in in person for this deal, Mark. yeah, it's <laughs> it is it's still tough do, doing this over uh, by, by uh, yeah with, or over the internet without yeah see, seeing you know ramping up you know yeah and part of it I think is our our when I listen back our timing is a little awkward yeah yeah and I, I think that's only natural with yeah uh, going well, you... going radio. Usually when we're we're in person, you know, we're, we're so in sync. It's like we're you know finishing each other's uh, sentences. Sense, yeah. There little, you go. little leg there. <laughs> yeah. Little delay. I know. Yeah, now we just don't know when the other. There's, there's a lot of signs about who's gonna speak next or when. So yeah, we're we're just uh, doing the best with uh, what we got, like everybody else. And I can see when you're taking a sip of beer. Yeah. Not you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, it, yes. So week, uh, so it's what forty some days. So that'd be seven weeks. Are we in seven weeks of social distancing? Uh, what have you been watching? Well, um, I didn't watch a whole lot this last couple of weeks. I've been, I've, I've made a, a, a big push this last couple of weeks to get away from my screens. Okay. Um, but I have watched some things. Um, just a couple movies. Um, of course, Saturday night, Turner Classic Movies, got to watch my Noir Alley. And, uh, this week was a episode, a movie called Wicked Woman, which was just the trashiest noir movie I have ever seen. It was, it was, it was comical. It was, it was, it was fun. Uh, it, it's just your classic uh, vixen, you know, uh, 
Just a uh, terrible woman. Terrible, terrible woman. Causing, causing havoc. Um, and then we actually watched um, on Disney Plus, we checked out the Pixar movie Onward. Okay. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. That movie is fantastic. Cannot recommend it enough. Um, first Pixar movie I've watched in a long time. I think the last one I saw was Coco which is a great movie, but Onward is something else. Wow. That, and it's just really in, uh, really in my realm of, of, of interests. So uh, pretty cool. I highly recommend that movie. And other than that, um, been watching some British baking show on Netflix and uh, finished up Boss Season 6. So that's yeah. it. That's it for me. Pretty short. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, Bosch season six—that's that's ten hours of television right there. So yeah, yeah, it's I like mean, it's, uh, it's like four and, movies. So and still getting some episodes of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine in there and stuff. Yeah. I've got some. Um, I've got some stuff that like Brooklyn Nine Nine. I've I've realized is kind of filled the void of baseball for me. Um, okay. Whether because like a, all you know, usually every evening during this time of year, there's I got a baseball game on, or. I'm in the garage working on something. I got it on the radio. Um, so, and it's just kind of that background noise. And so that's kind of what Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been for me. Yeah. So. So, well, yeah, I think that... we had like, we had like three spring training games and it felt like a million years ago. Yeah. So long ago. I, and now, <laughs> I don't even know what, I don't even know who's good. Yeah. The, new, the news used to be how, how bad the Astros cheated. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'd much rather talk about the Astros cheating than, than COVID-19. But, hence, that's where we are. Yeah. We had the NFL draft. They, you know, people got their sports fix there. That's true. You know, actually, I did watch um, the first round of that. Mm. And it was the first time I've sat down and watched any of the NFL draft in probably four or five years. And I gotta, I gotta kick it off to the NFL and ESPN. They really did a good job with that whole virtual thing. Uh-huh. Um, it worked. Trey Wingo, he really did a wonderful job with the analysts, um, going from guy to guy, getting comments. Uh, it was because I thought it was gonna be a disaster. Guys talking over each other, uh, things like that. Because you know it's hard being virtual, like we we've come to find out doing the show. Um, but yeah, I, I got to give it to the NFL and ESPN for pulling that off. Yeah. So. I, uh, I, I observed it the same way I've done the last few years, just via Twitter. So, uh, that's how the kids are getting these news. These that's news these yeah. Days, I know. So I, so I haven't got any sports fix. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, I'm going to start, uh, I guess golf will be the first one to come back. Probably. That seems like the one they yeah. could do where it's just like no crowds couple guys yeah that seems like the easiest i'll watch that that one it would be the easiest to say hey sorry no spectators yeah because the people that go to watch golf anyway are fucking weird yeah they're supposed to be quiet so you know it's it's, it's like they're it's, it's like they're there yeah i mean i think didn't i hear i heard the nba is gonna start ramping up practicing or something oh uh, they they get they're they're gonna allow some teams in the states that are opening up to 
to uh, open back up their team facilities for for workouts. Interesting. That means they're going to have a, a abbreviated season. Well, what? you heard it here first. Hawks, Rockets, NBA Finals this year. All right. <laughs> they're going to have a leg up on everybody. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched two. Well, uh, I did not watch a lot of movies. I watched a lot of television, which is, uh, you know, uh, I feel like we flip-flopped. Uh, although you didn't watch a lot of movies either. so. But uh, I did watch all of C6 of Bosch, so that took a big chunk of uh, three days in that. Bosch is great. Uh, bummed. You know, I'm glad they're coming back for one more season. I'm bummed that it's only been one more season. Yeah, I'm, when I when I first heard that, I was really disappointed. Also, yeah, because it's a show that I just want to go on forever. But oh, you know, all good things that's must true. end. Yeah, in seven years, that's you know, that's a good run. That's a good run for a television show. And and I think it's one of those shows. I think you could go back and, and just do it again. Yeah, she's kind of kind of like The Sopranos or The Wire. Uh, I think you really could just go back and, and do it again. Yeah. Uh, watched uh, Finished Kim's Convenience on Netflix. I uh, enjoyed that show. That was my like my nice sitcom. I don't know if we discussed last time. I have finished The Office. Uh, so that was a nice six-month journey. Um, you know, the ups and the downs of uh, Dunder Mifflin. Uh, I'm doing a rewatch of an old show, uh, Terriers. I'm, I'm about halfway through that. Saw that pop up on uh, Hulu, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to dive back into this. Great show. One season, yeah. right? One season. One and done. So sad. That show was great. Yep. I've uh, been enjoying that. Um, watched a show on FX called Dave. Um, I liked it. It's fun. Uh, I think the season finale is tonight, so I will finish that tomorrow. Uh, show about... Uh, you know, in, in the vein of, of like an Atlanta, you know, a, a rapper trying to make it big, except this is based on a, a I think it's a fictionalized account of a real rapper, uh, Lil Dicky, who uh, I, I, I'm just familiarizing myself with through the show Dave. Uh, okay. But I enjoy that. Um, oh, I mean, we've uh, kind of a kind of a, a, a family show, a couple show that we're watching, and I enjoy it. It's called uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Kind of, it's kind of like Glee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a girl. She's in an accident of some sort, and now she can hear people's inner feelings, but they express it uh, via popular song. Um, you know, so if you like Pitch Perfect or Glee or singing shows, uh, this one's good. You know, everyone's a very talented singer. It's funny enough. And that stars. Um... She was in um, some Castle Rock, a Castle Rock season, but she used to season be in one. An, an NBC sitcom with Cheryl Hines, right? Yeah. And uh, Sisto, back in yeah. Uh, Jane Levy. Yeah, she was in Suburbicon. Or no, yeah. not Suburbicon. That's the Matt Damon movie. Uh, Suburgatory. Suburgatory. That was a good show. I like yeah. that. And she was in the Evil Dead remake, remake which we may have to do on the show because I've, I've heard it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've talked about that a couple times. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, see, we'll see when the weather turns, if we're feeling like uh, uh, revisiting uh, Evil Dead. Um, yeah, and then uh, did, want, did get some movies in. Uh, threw a movie on. I was doing some uh, doing some work, and I uh, just kind of threw a background movie on. I, I threw in uh, – my plan was to watch both, but I just got through the first half of Grindhouse. I watched Planet Terror. Um. You know, rewatching. You know, when I think when I first watched it, I think I, I turned, I came away from it saying, I think Planet Terror was the better half of Grindhouse. Uh, rewatching it now, I'm gonna bet that I'm gonna think 
Death Proof is the better uh, half of uh, Grindhouse, but we shall see. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm interested in what you think next time we talk. I, I, I prefer Death Proof myself. Yeah. Because I like that... Uh, I just like that that stuntman car chase scene stuff. Yeah, my feeling after watching Planet Terror was like, oh, I feel like Robert Rodriguez went out of his way to make like a jokey version of a grindhouse. Like it just felt very like wink wink. Like oh, I was like no one writes a script this bad. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't alive during that era, but I was like the script is purposely so bad uh, and silly. And part I just think when I turn on Death Proof that as I think Quentin Tarantino in earnest tried to write a real Grindhouse movie. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. Yeah. I get what you're saying there, yeah. Yeah. You know, when the guy from Law shows up and he just keeps people's balls in jars, I was like, this is, you're, you're being silly now. Maybe even, so you're saying he's even a little over the top for a Grindhouse movie. Yes, I, I, yeah, I think he yeah. I think he went way over the top, but, you know. Uh, yeah. So, um, so we'll see. And then I, wa- I did watch a new movie on Netflix. Um, it was advertised to hell uh, for me, and so I threw it on. I watched uh, 2020's Extraction. Oh, I almost fired that up last night. Uh, I I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Nice. I I think the story's pretty predictable and like paint by numbers, uh, but I don't know it. I, I, it's right up there with me with like Triple Frontier where I was like I think this is bad but I'm not sure and there's some action movie sequences in this movie that I was like this is pretty cool nice, uh, it's yeah. directed by a man named Sam Hargrave who uh, he, uh, this is another stuntman turned director so I think he's really got an eye for for doing the action the hand to hand close combat you know in, in the movie there, there's one of these long um, every action movie is doing it now the, the it's you know quote unquote one take shot but it, yeah, it's very yeah. impressive Cool. I might I might watch that tonight. I uh, I had it. I was gonna fire it up last night, but um, I was told to not watch a movie last night, so I did not. <laughs> okay. I don't we know. Ended if, up playing uh, cribbage. <laughs> oh, oh, you could have thrown extraction on. You know, it, it goes great with a game of cribbage. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a movie I, I had. I think I kind of got up to like make something in the kitchen, it, but I didn't feel like the need to, to like have to pause it. You know, it's, it's one of yeah, those. You could just, you could just listen and now you're only going to miss out on a couple things. Come back. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good movie for that. Kind of, I like I that. It says where when people were talking, I wasn't interested, but as soon as gunfire started, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm back in. And that's one of the Hemsworth boys, correct? Yeah. Uh, Chris. Oh, Thor the big, himself. The big Hemsworth. Yes. I don't nice. know if, uh, the way Netflix, promised me a, a new action star is born. I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, I, I, I liked it. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. That's what I watched. A couple movies and uh, a lot of television, so I might get back to my movie-watching ways uh, over the next two weeks. We shall see. We'll, uh, we'll see how the sunlight treats us. Yeah, you know, the weather's, weather's nice now. I think it's going to be rainy this weekend, so it might be a good uh, movie weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then I'm waiting on the science. Should I be outside? Should I be inside? I don't know. <laughs> if it's 80 degrees, do I just go outside and just like open my mouth and point towards the sun? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean that's one one way to do it, or or you know just drink some Lysol or something. Yeah, oh, you know make, make a nice margarita, a nice yeah. margarita, and just stare directly at the sun and just let those sweet UV light 
take care of me. Uh, we watched uh, we watched another movie about uh, enjoying the sun and getting out, one with nature. We watched uh, City Slickers Two. The Legend of Curly's Gold, which I feel like I always mess that up. It is a 1994 sequel to the 1991 movie City Slickers, uh, which stars Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern, um, Bruno Kirby, uh, Mac Plants, um, directed by Ron Underwood, came out in 1991. It's the story of um, three men uh, in midlife who um, go and on a cattle ranch or no i'm sorry what is it it's a cattle drive yeah to... not, yeah they, they it's not a dude ranch no it's a real drop real cattle drive it's a oh, real they... cattle. they are going from new mexico to colorado over a two-week stretch to um find themselves i guess to be men out, out in the wilderness uh did, uh, did you watch uh, City Slickers in preparation? I did. I, I did watch. Yeah, I, I did too. And for those of you guys who want to play this little catch up, it's streaming for free on Vudu. Uh, you just have to deal with uh, commercials. That, that's how I watched mine. You cannot get Vudu on your Amazon stick. No, you cannot. No, I'd, uh, I, I fought with that for a bit. I looked on the internet and then I went and grabbed my laptop. I just decided to buy the movie digitally on Amazon ah, for $12. Was okay, I just, I, there, was, there wasn't a rental option, was there? There was not. And <laughs> I just, it was one of those things, like, I'm not dealing with another app, another login. Right, you, didn't, you didn't want to have to get Crackle. Or yeah, quit. I, I'm just, I'm just going to buy this fucking movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, normally I say, did you like it? But are, are you happy with your purchase? Um, I can't say I'm real enthused with it. Um, I'll just say this. It wasn't as good as I remember it being from when I was like 12. That was my takeaway as well. I was like, oh, I remember City Slickers. I loved this movie as a kid. It, it was on all the time. City Slickers was great. And then watching, I was like, huh. I remember fondly just laughing my butt off watching that movie. And I think it, it's really just come to me over the last minute. It was because I believe it's rated R and it's all the cursing. So at that age, the cursing made me laugh, I think. That's weird. This page does not say what it's rated, but I have to, I have to imagine it's rated R. Actually, uh, I think it's PG-13. Oh, yeah, Wolf. But there's a lot of shits and dicks. I think there's a fuck in there. Yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of um, references to sex. and Yeah. It's an adult yeah. comedy, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> see. Which you would not know based on the uh, six-minute opening credits sequence. No. No, and that's um, that's an era long gone. Yeah, the animated uh, opening credit, credit scene. Yeah, and, it, and, not even, and it's not even good. No, it's 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 not great animation and it's not funny. It's just telling us who's in the movie. Yeah, and and, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know Which why they chose. I to guess do it's that. important information to have. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. You can't easily find uh, what the movie is rated. Here um, we go. PG thirteen for adult situations and language. 
Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get an R. I thought the language was a little, you know, rough for a PG-13. Yeah. What do I know? Yeah. Well, Mike and I's uh, opinion, um, nearly 20 years later, notwithstanding, this movie uh, it was a big hit. It had a $26 million budget, grossed $180 million at the box office, uh, critically well-received. It has, has an 88% uh, Rotten Tomatoes score with... Uh, Critics, uh, the critics consensus saying it's a supremely talented cast and just enough midlife drama to add weight to its wildly silly overtone. City Slicker uses universal themes to earn big, big laughs. That's just based on 33 uh, reviewers, though. So, um, but, you know, is the cast talented? Yes. Is there midlife drama? Yeah, I'll say that. Are there silly overtones? Yeah, I, I think Lots. I think this consensus nails it. Did it earn big, big laughs? I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, 1991, maybe times, this was hilarious. Yeah, times have changed. Yeah. Daniel um, Stern's really good. Like, yeah, and man, what a young everything. man he looked like. Uh, crazy to think, this is 1991, when's Home Alone? 1993? Two? He looks yeah. night and day different. That's true. Let's the hair grow out a little bit. Yeah, maybe. it looks like he aged 20 years. Could be a man, miss the, the magic of Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we fast forward three years later, uh, although in movie time, it takes place just a year later. 1994, uh, City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold, uh, Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern return, and Jack Palance returns. Uh no Bruno Kirby, though. They have John Lovitz, who plays Billy Crystal's brother. Uh, this time we see uh, our heroes go on a uh, um, search for buried treasure in the Nevada desert. Um, thanks to a uh, treasure map found in Curly's hat and his long lost. Well, we don't know if he's long lost. His twin brother, Duke. Um, was this your first time watching City Slickers 2? No, I, I, I think I'd seen it before. But um, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Before you you did the rewatch, what what, what did you remember? What was your uh, expectation or the reputation of the movie going in? What, what, what were you kind of expecting? I was expecting a really funny sequel. <laughs> I thought this movie was supposed to be a stellar a stellar film. It's funny because I the only thing I remembered about City Slickers two was like oh it has a really funny colon after the the name like the legend of curly's gold is, is just like a funny part two yeah uh and then i was on I, I couldn't remember i was like wait is this historically great or historically bad <laughs> and then and then i watched it uh what did you like about city slickers 2 the legend of curly's gold i liked how they they uh kind of how, how are we getting back into how are we getting back to the west i like how they did that uh, just oh. the the lead up to heading out to look for the gold, the 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 weird dreams and the finding the map and I thought finding the map was kind of a fun thing, kind of you know it's in this guy's hat that I got and uh, I like that. Yeah, um, you know Billy Crystal does his Billy Crystal thing. Sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it it doesn't. Um. Did you know Jack Palance won Best Supporting Actor for his work as Curly in City Slickers, uh, the first City Slickers? 
what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that is the most surprising trivia uh, when, when I was kind of doing my research was that, uh, yeah, Jack Palance for his role as Curly won the 1992 Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. It was the only Oscar nomination for the film. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Uh, his acceptance for the award is best remembered for demonstration of a one-arm push-up, which he claimed convinced studio insurance agents that he was healthy enough to work on it. <laughs> I do... I, I now recall the, the push-up thing. Um, I probably just saw it on a video or something. Yeah, it's... Uh, he, who was he... Who was he up against? Now, now I want, I want to know. Uh, let's see. Okay. Best Supporting Actor. Jack Palance wins for City Slickers. He was up against Tommy Lee Jones in JFK, Harvey Keitel in Bugsy, Ben Kingsley in Bugsy, and Michael Lerner in Barton Fink. How the fuck did he win? I, <laughs> it's so weird because, like, historically you go, oh, comedies aren't recognized by the Academy. Right. But then every now and again they just – it's so like city slickers is like the one comedy that the Academy's going to like, but this is cinema. Is that, so was it like, maybe it was one of those, a big like comeback movie for Jack Palance and, and, and they were showing their, you know, their appreciation to the man for, I don't know. Like, like had he been out of the movies for a while or, or, it's just, it's such a, it's not an Academy Award winning, uh, you know, performance by any means. Yeah. Especially I, if you just think back to those other nominations. I mean, I've seen all those movies and those are, they're all like excellent, excellent nominations and excellent performances, but. Yeah. I don't think it's a comeback at all because the, he never stopped working. Okay. So. Yeah, he, so in 1991, he does City Slickers. In 1990, he does Solar Crisis. 1989, he was in Batman and Tango and Cash. 1988, he was in Young Guns. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was just, I was just looking. I was just trying to find something to make, for it to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really weird. I mean, I'm not going to try to pretend I, I remember Bugsy, but... Um, you know, there, there were, I mean, or, or I'm not going to try to remember uh, last time I saw JFK, but I was just kind of looking at the other movies that were nominated. And, you know, so you had, so JFK, Bugsy, uh, Son of the Lambs. Oh, I think that's where Anthony Hopkins wins Best Actor when he probably should have been in Best Supporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably true. Boys in the Hood? You tell me Ice Cube... Shouldn't be in Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Thelma and Louise. Maybe a down year for movies in uh, in 1991. I don't know. It's just those were some pretty damn good movies there. Mark. Those are yeah. Well, just, yeah, because I mean Thelma and Louise. I don't. I guess there's not a bet. I guess there's not a supporting actor in that. Oh god, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I do not know. Just just sometimes well, a weird one gets through. You know. I mean, yeah, what one Best Picture was that? Was that JFK won Best Picture probably? Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Silence of the Lambs won Best Picture. Yeah, right? that's that's the year I think they win every award. Okay. Yeah, because they win Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Oh no, and then uh, Screenplay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Robert De Niro is nominated for uh, Kate Fear. So, you know, so, uh, um, is it Nick Nolte? Is that who's in Cape Fear with him? Cape yes, Fear Nick got Nolte. a couple nominations. That was another one. Um, it wasn't Juliette Lewis nominated for something for that, too. Yeah, she's nominated uh, for Best Morning Actress in Cape Fear. Yeah, so. Cape Fear. I remember watching, uh, I saw Cape Fear well after, um, years after this. And I, like, and I remember the, the, the VHS said, uh, you know, Academy Award nominee. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a damn good movie. And it's not a bad movie, but I was just like, whoa, it's not that good. Yeah. That's another remake. Maybe we'll have to uh, earmark in. I I think I saw it in the 90s. I don't remember much other than uh, Robert De Niro buying that lady's face off. <laughs> or maybe that was Silence of the Lambs. I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of face eating in uh, 1991. That was a, yeah, big. That was a uh, yeah trend. 91 was the year of the face eating. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back to silly slickers too. I don't know if uh, Duke, the character Duke and Jack. Palantis' uh, portrayal of Duke was Academy Award um, worthy. He was not nominated again in 1994. Well, I'll tell you, Mark, it, you know, kind of just goes to show you less is more. Yeah. Because, I mean, Jack Palance had, what, 10 lines in City Slickers? Um, much more prominent role in City Slickers, too. And honestly, it's not as good. Or maybe although, he's that good of an actor. Although Duke is a lesser man. A long time, yeah. <laughs> it takes a long time for Duke to show up. It, it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think of the change? Um, no Bruno Kirby, but we get uh, John Lovitz. Uh, you know, uh, I was bummed that Bruno Kirby wasn't in this. Um, because I really liked his character in the first one. He was yeah. really the driving force of the film. Yes. And, but that being said, is John Lovitz and Billy Crystal actually brothers? I because don't, they could be. Yeah, I don't believe so. <laughs> they really could be brothers in real life. If my uh, I don't know I don't know how I feel about John Lovitz if I if I like him or not you know and he's definitely a guy when he shows up he's doing the John Lovitz thing uh-huh. but my favorite part I think my favorite part of City Slickers too is when Billy Crystal and John Lovitz uh, are in his office and he's telling him that he's his older brother and then he goes into the Godfather two speech <laughs> I think it's my favorite part of the whole movie he's just like. You're my younger brother, Mikey. I'm supposed to take care of you. <laughs> and it made me think, John Lovitz, he could be Fredo. Yeah, yeah, he, he could. It's a different, <laughs> you know, he's a little young by uh, 1970, um, you know, in the 1970s, but I think he could have pulled it off. I, You know, I I think um, this movie come out before Godfather 3. Uh. Two is after. Uh, uh, Godfather Three is nineteen ninety. Uh, was it nineteen ninety? I felt like, oh, we just did it. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't. Remember. I just, um, I really, I that's another thing I didn't like about this movie. I liked all that Godfather stuff. Yeah. Um, I, the, the the sound, you know, I don't know. It was just fun. Yeah. But uh, I I enjoyed Lovitz. I I I'm always I've always been a John Lovitz fan. I like his shtick, um, and so I enjoyed him in this movie. I, 
I was bummed that Bruno Kirby's character did not come back, but I think Lovitz in in place of that worked. Yeah. Do they even make reference to uh, to his buddy? No, I don't think they. I don't think they reference him at all. Which is interesting because it is just a year later. Shouldn't they be getting ready for another trip? Yeah, you would think. You would think they'd be gearing up for another one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, no Ed. You know. Um, what didn't you like? What what, what didn't work in City Slickers Two? Um, well, I, we got to address the fact that they did another opening credit animation, um, which was identical to the first movie. So I appreciate the continuity, but it's still like six minutes of, of bullshit. Yeah. It's... Just start the fucking movie. If rewatching it, how long it, I, this movie doesn't need to be two hours long. No. And it takes so long to get out to the desert where... It, from the scene from where they agree to go, they decide they're doing it, to then it cuts to them at, like, running the horses, it just takes so long of the movie. Yeah, there's a, there is there is a lot of filler. Yeah. Which, you know, different from the first... The first one, also rewatching, I was like, oh, it does take them a long time to finally get to the cattle drive. But at least there's a lot of, like information we're given about the characters and the story and what's going on in their lives and you know mitch mitch's midlife crisis there's none of that in this one yeah you're right i mean we get a little bit of of uh what's uh phil you know phil Phil, we get a little bit of his down the dump stuff but yeah nothing like that like his development in that first 30 minutes of the original movie was far better um yeah, I agree. It, it, it just took too long to get searching for the gold. Yeah. Uh, way too much time spent in, in two about uh, how Mitch is going to have sex with his wife. That takes him a good 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's all really awkward, too. <laughs> it's so long. Yeah. Uh, this movie also, for you know, as much as one wasn't the laugh out loud right as i remember one this one really just i was like where are the jokes yeah you can't just have billy crystal do like it really just did feel like it was billy crystal and john love doing doing their shtick you know the one the one real laugh out moment in this film is the the uh snake bite scene yeah and that is that is a scene i remembered and i, I still think it was so it's just so funny it just how it starts and then what it turns into. Yeah. And, but other than that, I just was falling asleep watching this thing. It's funny because they kind of do that scene, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, oh, they, they, and they kind of go back to the well twice with that. Uh, yeah, when, you know, when Duke hears about it, right? <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking, because uh, part of the, the humor to it is uh, uh, Dale Stern, you know, his reaction to thinking he got bit by a snake. Uh, and then he's, you know, he's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, my tongue's swelling. And he, he, he faints and he can't use his legs anymore. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, at the end of the movie, um, John Love's character gets shot and he kind of does the same thing. <laughs> Where he's just like, oh, I thought I was shot. So therefore I am dying. Was like, right. oh, we weren't actually shot. So yeah, it's, yeah they, they went to that joke twice of like, oh, the thing you thought happened 
didn't happen, but you're still reacting as if it did. Yeah, that's a good point. That was yeah. a recycle for sure. Daniel Stern, though, uh, great physical comedian. Um, of course, we see that later in Home Alone or before in Home Alone. I, I'm still not sure when Home Alone comes out. It must be before City Slickers 2, definitely. Yeah, they might have been staggered. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we get that. Uh, then we get bushwhacked. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the, the height of Daniel Stern's uh, uh, roles. Yeah, I mean, and he uh, he narrated the Wonder Years for that whole that show's whole run. Yeah. Yeah. So Home Alone was ninety. Okay. And then City Slickers was ninety one, and then okay. Home Alone two was ninety two, and then what do we say City Slickers two ninety four? Ninety four. Yep. So yeah, he's just he's just racking. He's going Home Alone, City Slickers, Home Alone, City Slickers, just killing it. Even more impressive is the fact that looks younger than city slickers that's <laughs> shaving does. the beard and cutting your hair really man you know, yeah he, what a run he had he's got a baby face underneath there yeah i was ready to crown uh billy crystal the king of the rem- uh, the sequel but it might be daniel stern i mean he does home alone he does city slickers and he goes you know what let's run it back home alone 2 city slickers 2 yeah that's a point yeah i mean you know crystal you know he so he does city slickers three slickers, city slickers two. Then he's in the 90s, analyze it, analyze that. Analyze that. Uh, Bruno Curry, he's one and done guy. He's like, no, I don't do. I did two. That's the only sequel I'll do. I was just uh, looking at, man, Daniel Stern's got some movies that I remember. Uh, really, uh, Celtic Pride. Oh, yeah. I remember that movie. <laughs> and, I remember, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it too. Yeah, Celtic Pride, Bushwhack. Of course, I remember that. I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, have you seen Very Bad Things? I have. That's a. I really love that movie. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Have yeah. you? Um, that might be a fun one to revisit. He's in that. About, yeah, but then look at that Britain. How to Kill Your Neighbor's Dog. It is Viva Los Nowhere and a, a five-year gap. Uh, must have, must have went to college or something. Yeah, and now he's now he's the dad in things. Oh yeah, he's in something recent, right? That he plays a dad. Uh, Trill. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's in yeah. Trill. Yeah, I'm looking at now as as TV credits, and yeah, Shrill and Love uh, were his most two recent uh, TV. And I think I watched them pretty close to. I finished Love, and then Shrill had just debuted, and uh, yeah, he's the dad in both those. I forgot he was in Love. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Daniel Stern still working. You know, just, uh, popping in here and there, popping in when we need him. You know. Yeah. So Three years, only five years. Interesting. Yeah, you know that's such a good show, and you you. You think oh, that show's on for real? Yeah, only five years. Kind of a short yeah. run for a such a well beloved sitcom. Yeah. Um, can we can we talk because we can't seem to, no matter what we do or try, Mark, we can't get away from um, the gravitational pull that is Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that's right. I well, yeah, I forgot. I wanted to bring that up when we watched first one. Yeah, uh, uh, I believe his first. Uh... First acting credit, Jake Gyllenhaal plays uh, Billy Crystal's young son. Wasn't that great? I So I, I, I started watching it, and I thought, that looks like a very young Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. It, but it can't. I'm like, nah, it can't be. And I didn't really, like, pay attention to the opening credits. Like, the animation just kept going and going. And yeah. I'm not even sure his name was in that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, and, I don't think his name was even in the. 
And I was like, you know, I can pull out my phone and, and see if that's him right now. But I'm like, nope, I'm waiting this thing out, waiting it out. And sure as shit, that was him. And I was I was pretty stoked. Yeah, you know it's funny. I'm on uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page. I just kind of have that in front of me, and then you know they have a section for cast, and of course you have Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern. Oh, you know what? Because I'm looking at City Slickers two. I'm going to see Slickers one. Is he even listed? He must be. Yeah, there he is. Jake Gyllenhaal is Danny Robbins. Yeah. Uh, From Danny Robbins to the kid in that storm movie. Yeah. Oh, here's a fun though. For uh, Halloween fans, uh, people know uh, those big Halloween movies. Uh, Anne Harris plays classroom student in Big Lickers. Uh, she played uh, Laurie Strode's daughter in uh, the, the mid-Halloween movies, the Halloween's 4, 5, and 6, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of a uh, kind of scream queenish now, I think. There's a lot of these like, uh, horror movies on like, sure or something. Okay. But yeah, so she's she's in the credits as classroom student. Classroom student. Uh, what a cool credit game. Rock is hand. I don't think there's anybody George. <laughs> and of course, Yardley Sith uh, plays uh, the, the the star clerk that Phil uh, knocks up and plays uh, Lisa Sins, which which you hear when she speaks. Oh yes, yep, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so practical who's who in City Slickers one. Yeah, I um, wonder why they couldn't get um, Bruno Kirby back. Yeah, you know, I was trying to look in the trivia, and the only thing I saw was just that um, when it just said he decided not to return, and so they uh, Billy Crystal returned, uh, you know, went to like his friend John Lovitz. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, just didn't want to do it, I guess. Maybe he's, maybe he just wasn't into horseback riding. Oh yeah, there could be that too. He's just like, no, nah, I don't want to ride off ride, ride a horse. But, you know, you do look at like how much money uh, these was made. It was, it was, you know, it was a hit. Um, but uh, see, Bruno Kirby. What, maybe there was a. Uh, uh, did he have some sort of uh, scheduling conflict in 1994? No, I think I just uh, him Billy Crystal bad to start that rumor. They hate each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. He does something called Golden Gate, and then uh, Basketball Diaries in 1995. Yeah, there's a year gap in there. Um, it's, would you like to see? It's uh, some 20s later, um, or you know, you can set this movie whatever you want. You, you can handle this however you want to handle this question. Are you ready for a sequel to City Slickers? A City Slickers three? Uh, yeah, I am ready for one. Sure, sure. Why not? I, uh, you know, what's funny is I did not enjoy City Slickers 2. Uh, you can probably tell by our enthusiasm right. of the conversation. Uh, and then rewatching City Slickers, I was like, oh, it's not as good as I remembered it. Disappointing, but, disappointingly, not as good as you remember it. I yes. was so excited to watch it again, Mark, and just total letdown. But if I saw an ad for, you know, now everything's coming to streaming, you know, so if this was on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or something. And it was old man Daniel Stern, old man Billy Crystal, old man Bruno Kirby, what? And John Lovitz, all four of them, being old and riding horses. I might be like, oh, hey, it's City Slickers. I'll watch that. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check yeah. it out. And then we'll do like the, the Star Wars thing with Jack Palance. Get him in yeah, there somehow, hey. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll just... Uh, yeah, put put his face on somebody else's and uh, you know, call it good. 
uh, I still can't get over him winning a um, the Academy Award for uh, <laughs> for, for that. So, so you said you went. You, and, and you're a lover of old movies. You know Jack Jack uh, Palance from uh, you know his his uh, his early work. You know Shane and uh, other things. Shane right? is probably actually a movie I could have pulled out off the top of my head to be completely honest. So it's you know uh, so I'm kind of uh, going through his IMDb here. It seems like a lot of you know. Sword of the Conqueror and the Last Judgment. Delon, we're five. He has like tough guy demeanor too. I feel that was kind of his reputation. For me, I knew him as the funny old man from City Slickers, and I don't know if you remember a movie called Cops and Robertsons. That was another <laughs> movie that was always on in my house growing up. I don't know Showtime or Stars or somebody had Cops and Robertsons, and it comes out the same year as City Slickers too. And so I was the funny old guy. That wasn't Clint Eastwood. Oh, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and I think it's about time we get a Cops and Robertsons. The time is right for Cops and Robertsons. It's a great time to set up a stick out in some suburban. It's hilarious. <laughs> Would you like to see City Slickers remade? Ooh. Fresh Blood this time. You know, that same story. Either one. Uh, you know, guys from New York going on on the trip, or the, the the original story of guys going on a cattle drive, you know, out of their element, fish out of the water story. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I always kind of enjoy the fish out of the water tale. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a, a remake. I think it could be fun. Yeah, it's it's weird, you know, or not weird. It's just the, the time we're in. I just feel like this movie doesn't. Uh, you don't make this movie anymore. It's just it just seems too small, you know, for like a theatrical release. Yeah, this is a this is a Netflix original now. This is an Amazon yeah, like, Prime, exactly. Hulu kind of thing. Yeah, this would be a movie with Adam Sandler, David Spade, and Kevin James. Yeah, yep. Uh, that I would probably just pass over if I saw if I saw those three guys on a post that said City Seekers, I would just keep going. Um. <laughs> But you know, yeah, now now in the comedy, it's got to have a uh, have Kevin Hart and a hundred million dollar budget, or The Rock, you know? Yeah, yeah, or both. <laughs> Would oh, this movie? It's re-released. Sizzlers. Dwayne The Rock Johnson plays a mild manner radio ad man who is having a midlife crisis because he lives at a boring job, but he's also still six six and like three hundred pounds. And then he has to ride a horse. Maybe I go see that one. What if? Kevin Hart plays that character, and The Rock plays the friend that's always trying to get him on crazy adventures because he's kind of like a oh, man. Oh, he plays man, but you know, can't ride a horse to save his life. Yeah, it, it probably makes more sense. I, I just have this funny image of the of The Rock trying to uh, be in movies where he plays a regular person. Yeah. It's fine. Like the Rock, he plays a school teacher. I was like, that, no, that man doesn't exist in real life. It's kind of like those Arnold Schwarzenegger movies with like, you know, where he's, like when he's with Danny DeVito or, or yeah, even kindergarten like cop. Job was he's a cop, junior. but he's teaching kindergarten. Like, yeah, it's like, um, there's an Arnold movie I've, I've heard of, and it's been on Amazon. And every time I turn on Amazon, they advertise it to me. I have never dipped in. Have you seen Raw Deal? No, I never one. It's called Raw Deal. It's from the 80s. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. But the description is hilarious because it takes place in Chicago, a Polish cop. Oh, man. That sounds awesome. And I just really hope it's Arnold doing a Chicago. Well, of course, Arnold doesn't even try to do accents. I, I just hope it's like 
Chicago born Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you know, getting his deep dish pizza and talking about the cup. How do you suck like that? I'm Polish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't you uh, see I'm eating a pierogi? Um, City Slickers too. The Legend of Curly's Gold. Did we? Yeah, I think we did need it, Mark. I mean, City Slickers was such a massive hit, and Billy Crystal was at the top of his game at the time. And obviously, and, and apparently, Jack Palanza was at the top of his game. So yeah, we need to get them back on the screen together. Oh, <laughs> I am gonna go the opposite. I think leave City Slickers. You know, just let it be. You came back. Uh, so this movie, City Slickers 2, was not uh, as big of a hit as the first. It, uh, oops, that's Jack Balance. Let's go back to City Slickers. Uh, it had a $40 million budget, so they upped the budget. Of course, you had to get Lovitz in, so you know you got to pay that Lovitz fee. Yeah, Lovitz uh, kind of money. Only gross $43 million, so just Ooh. slightly over its initial budget. And with the critics, it. Uh, do you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score? Uh, 41. 18. Oh, ouch. Yeah, so the first one, 88%. The second one, 18, is a 70% drop, the biggest drop we've had from an original to a sequel. It may be. Why yeah. Why the heck did I think that this was supposed to be a good sequel, Mark? What happened? I think maybe, maybe you're like me. It was one or the other. It was either historically bad or historically good. Wow. Yeah, uh, the critical consensus says lacking any of the charm of its predecessor, City Slickers 2, meanders around the map without ever finding comedy gold. Yeah, they, they never found that comedy gold after certain. Yeah, I, I was trying to rack my brain, and I, you know, so I know we've done like some part fours where, you know, maybe, uh, you know, they, they've increasingly gotten worse or, you know, when we, do, when we jump right to Cult of Chucky. But I think there's like a slow progression of them getting bad. I don't know if we go from 88 to 18, uh, from a one to a two. And returning, you know, this isn't like uh, Deep Blue Sea two, where it's just like, oh, concept. This is returning Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern, Jack Palance. Yeah, these were the yeah, these were the A-listers. Yeah, they 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 got everyone back except for Bruno Kirby. I mean, was he worth 70 critical points? I'm starting to think he was. Indeed. I think was he really the glue that that held these movies together? He he was. I think he was. I think if you have Bruno Kirby in this driving, you know, you know, Billy Crystal finds the map, shows his buddies. He's like, ah, it's crazy talk. Bruno Kirby's like, no, this is real. Yeah, we got a better movie. And let's throw Lovitz in there. Why not? Yeah. Uh, any other final thoughts on Sister Series? I don't really feel like we broke down the film, but honestly, and I watched it last night. I don't remember that much it of it. Was, Mark, it was hard to watch, and it was not funny. I had a hard time keeping my eyes open. I didn't watch it late at night. I watched it at like 6 o'clock at night. And I think that's what I saw in mind was snakes. And, yeah. and it was just boring. Um, the, the snake bite suck on my ass thing was the only funny part. Also rated PG thirteen, but I mean, when he's just like suck my ass, that's <laughs> like they're just saying that over and over again. <laughs> yeah, when they when they all start crying, 
That's just. Oh yeah, they're yeah the hugging yeah. and yeah. <laughs> it's. Oh man. Yeah, it's um, not. A, it's something, but not a good movie. You know, I, but uh, you know, as we do anytime there's a, a colon or an interesting uh, a spin on the title, where do you rank City Slickers Two: Legend of Curly's Gold as a as a simply a title? It's a pretty good title, Mark. It's you know, it tells you everything you need to know. It's a if you if you saw City Slickers and then you see City Slickers Two: Legend of Curly's Gold, you know exactly where it's going. Yeah. Because you're wondering, how the hell do we make another City Slickers? And then the subtitle tells you, oh. Yeah. Um, I always called it, I think I always refer to it as the search for Curly's Gold, but it is is the legend, the legend of Curly's Gold. I I always say the curse of Curly's Gold. I don't know why. It didn't seem to be cursed. It brought them all fortune, right? Yeah, they seemed to be, I mean, they lived. Yeah. Not a lot of bad things happened to them. I, mean, I guess they were almost murdered once. Oh, I guess the stamp. No, no, this. Yeah, the stampede. I guess. I guess that was pretty bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know uh, what kind of uh, horsemanship Billy Crystal has in real life. I wondered in that opening scene, which we which we find out is a dream sequence, but that definitely seems like it's Billy Crystal. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he's doing some riding there. Yeah, it, it feels very like he's showing off a little yeah. bit. Like, hey, look what I've learned. From City Slickers to City Slickers 2. He's probably got a ranch out in Wyoming or something. Uh, apparently, in, uh, it's the same horse he rides in both City Slickers. So. Oh, really? He's got a favorite. Yeah, he's got a fondness. He's got a favorite. Yeah, he's got a fondness for that horse. Screen horse. Good for him. Yeah. I'm good for that horse. Yeah, yeah, they all need work. Yeah. Uh, if you have thoughts on City Slickers 2, you can email us at dbtgpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, DBTG Pod. Rate, review, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere, anywhere you find podcasts. If, uh, if you have an idea, if you have a movie, a sequel, a remake that you'd like to see, you can let us know. Uh, we're always open for ideas. Um, we haven't picked out an, another movie to do next week, but uh, we'll, we'll keep it turning. I think I feel like. I feel like we're due. I feel like we're due for a really good sequel or remake. I think we are too. I think we are too. Yeah. Oh, can I mention one more thing that I didn't like about City Slickers 2? Yeah. And it was also equally what uh, I, I, another thing I didn't like about City Slickers 1 was this continuation of Norman McCow. Oh, the yeah. The end of one, I'm like, okay, let's wrap it up. And then we bring this fucking cow home. And I'm like, okay, this is stupid. And yeah. then he's living in the suburbs of New York jogging down the street with a cow. Where does he keep Where that does he cow? Keep the damn cow. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. We never return to the cow. We don't see his backyard. From what we can tell from his home, he just has a basic suburban home. He, he's jogging in in a a pretty normal looking suburb neighborhood, and no one cares. It's inhumane to keep a keep a cow. It is. You can't keep yeah, a cow. They need, they need space to roam. There's there's code and stuff in these cities. You can't keep a cow. You or I can't have a cow in our backyard, Mark. Oh, certainly I think, not. I think okay. livestock, we'd probably be tapped out at like a miniature goat. I don't think we could keep chickens in, in, in our city. You can keep chickens, but you can't have a rooster. Okay, no roosters. And, and then I think there's rules about goats. Probably, yeah, probably one goat. I don't know. Certainly no cow. Certainly no cows. Cow. Yeah. Definitely no cows. Not It's not, yeah. uh, not sanitary. Cow's a filthy animal, Mark. 
Yeah. They, they walk in their own poop all the time. Yeah. Now, now I do wonder, I was like, what, what's, what's his backyard sitch? I mean, it'd make more sense if he was living out of town on, like, a farm. Yes, he should. Yeah. Because really, he doesn't interact with his neighbors or anything. Yeah, and he's going to be taking a train. He wants to take a train. He takes a train. He lives where Tom Hanks lived in the money pit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plenty plenty of space to raise a cow yep. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was not a good movie. Not a good movie. I could, yeah, you could you could tell from our tone and our, our energy that uh, we're just getting this one over with and out of the way. Yeah. Now we're gonna return. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rack our brains. We're gonna come with an uh, a sequel remake that we've heard good things about, and uh, we're gonna be enthused. Um. Yeah, it's just a shame Extraction wasn't a sequel to something. I guess uh, the spiritual sequel to uh, Triple Frontier, in fact, wouldn't surprise me. Maybe they exist in the same world. I don't know. Oh, Netflix is starting this little, like, universe. The the Netflix cinematic universe where all their movies are uh, uh, tied together. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Triple Frontier exists in the same world as to all the boys I ever loved. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, Uh, And all those Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, yeah, all the Adam Sandler Murder movies exist in the same. And uh, that Will Smith bright in Okja. <laughs> Okja, Orcs, Triple Frontier, they're all in the same world. So, Oh, and, and the Irishman. And the, it's yeah, all, it's all, yeah, and the Irishman. Anything under the Netflix umbrella. Did you finish the a, Irishman yet? I have not finished the Irishman right, yet. fair enough. <laughs> I feel like they've added more time to the movie, because now I, I, I almost started this weekend. It's like... Uh... It's like Tiger King. They added a couple episodes. Yeah, because I I could have sworn I only had an hour left, and then I went to turn it on, and it said I had an hour and thirty minutes left. <laughs> and I don't know where those thirty minutes. And there ain't, there's no re, there's no rewind on that tape. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna finish. I still haven't rated it. I I, I haven't given it a rating in my uh, movies I've watched. It, it still has a blank. You get there when you get uh, there. And, and, get there when you get there. Yeah, and incomplete right now. Um, so I'll do it this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another movie. Until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel and Remakes. Right, em, cowboys. Somebody suck out the poison. <laughs>